I, I feel like I'm in bizarro world, and I, I get it, Joe. People aren't in the eye of the hurricane, pardon the pun, like we are with this team and watching the plays and knowing the, the players. And I, I feel like this thing left the world of sport. It went to CNN and Fox News, and it was, you know, bully in his 30s beats up young child. And I'm like, did you did you watch what happened? Did you watch the instigation? Did you watch the, all right, here are the verbal cues. Do you want to fight? Yes. All right, now we are fighting and somebody won and somebody lost. You got to take me through what you saw and what your reaction to the reaction has been thus far. Okay, I'll start by saying this is all just <clears throat> one person's opinion. And one person's being around the last season, obviously, because Fetchnikov's only played this year as his rookie year in the NHL. The one thing I will say to you, Chad, is that I, I get the impression that Andrei Svechnikov is a young player who is going to be an outstanding player. He's already outstanding. He is a player who is well put together for a 19-year-old. This is not a fledgling little child that was beaten upon last night. If that's the narrative people are playing, that's wrong. He's strong. He's powerful. He also likes to chirp, which a lot of young players do and a lot of veteran players do. Um, by chirp, I mean try and get under people's skin. Uh, you know, a little extra stick jab here, a little elbow there, a little taunting word there. And when you do that, you are going to be pissing people off. And he pissed the wrong person off last night. And I will respectfully understand every comment coming from the Carolina side and the Carolina head coach, of whom I have enormous respect. But this was not a uh, someone jumping someone. This was not um, a mugging. This was two people squaring off, looking at each other eye to eye and saying, are we doing this? Yes, go. Anybody who, who is going to insinuate anything other than that, I don't know if you've, you've watched the game or watched the sport or watched that particular incident the right way. Unfortunately, this young man put himself in a position where he was going to have to speak up or shut up. And he did, and he was throwing punches. And unfortunately for Andre, he doesn't know how to throw punches yet in the NHL. There was no defense there. He was in a bad, bad spot, and he paid a price. I, I That's what I saw. Um, again, you got to defend your own players. I get that. But the way it was characterized by Carolina afterwards, I didn't particularly – care for that and it was clear to me Joby I, I don't have your eye for this I don't have your expertise but it, it was clear to me watching Carolina's game plan that they wanted to chirp they wanted to go out there and, and muck it up and make it difficult on the Capitals and hack at them and whack at them and do all of these things that was part of the game plan it was before and it was after that melee and it turned into a testy game because of that that's fine but you're going to have more brouhaha's you're, you're going to have emotions running high if that's the way that you're going to choose to play hockey and to me, it worked. You got your victory, but this is somewhat symptomatic of that. That was a vicious, vicious game last night. And I'm sure some of it stemmed from the results of that altercation. But there were, you know, there were boarding penalties that were not called. There were vicious cross-checks to the face that, that were called that could have been more penalized. Uh, and I'm not saying that the Capitals are innocent by any stretch. They were involved in this, too. But Carolina made a point of play, making that game physical trying to get the Capitals off of what we all perceive their game is. Hey, if, if I can get Alex Ovechkin to drop the gloves and throw punches and be off the ice for five-plus minutes, yeah. that's a pretty good thing. 
He's one of the best players in the world. I'll take that. I mean, I'll take that trade every day of the week if I'm Carolina. Do I want the player to be injured? God, no. Of course not. But if I can bring Alex Ovechkin to the penalty box with me, that's good work. I do not want to see an injury, Chad. I do not want to see a player have a concussion, et cetera. But if you can make that trade, if you can get the Washington skill players to do things that are abnormal and get them into the penalty box, it's an advantage to your team. Carolina played beautifully. They were awesome. Aside from the first five minutes when I thought the Caps may have had the chance to beat them badly, after that it was one-sided, and the Carolina fans were exceptional. And the Carolina players were amazing to do what they did, two skaters down, Svechnikov and Fogel. Hmm. Give them all the credit in the world. It's one game. You have a series now. It's two games to one. Your mission was to come here and get a split. Go and get Thursday night. Great point. Um, let's talk a little bit about this one, Joe B. They haven't been shut out in a playoff game since 2017. They have all those 20 goal scores. They have a Vetchkin, and yet we look at the fact they didn't put a tally on the board. And they were outshot 45 to 18. And that second period, I mean, it became laughable listening to the call at how meager the offense that the Capitals could muster during, I think it was, what was it, one shot on net during that whole stretch? What happened there? There was one shot on net in the second period. There were no shots on net for about, I don't know, a good 10, 12 minutes of the third. Yeah. It was, I've never seen a team go that dry offensively. I have really, you know, that from a, from a close to a perfect game that uh, Carolina played from a statistical standpoint of all your analytics, all the eyeball tests, it was, it was fabulous. The guys in the black jerseys deserted everything, deserved everything they received last night. But they pick up that one win, and when you move forward, it's just for the Caps, it's often when we are in a media scrum with players and with coaches, they often, Chad, talk about a five-man picture. They want, in last night's case, they want five white jerseys to be supporting the puck up the ice, five white jerseys in the picture to play defense. Well, I'm just speaking of the offensive performance last night. There wasn't enough support of each other. There was... Instead of that five-man pack, it's way too scattered, meaning that the passes had to travel too much distance, that much greater opportunity for Carolina to pick passes off, deflect plays, not just or, or play defense and break up what you're trying to do. There needs to be a lot of more, a lot more connection between the Caps offensively in Game Four. I'm sure they're going to work on it tomorrow. They took a day to clear their heads today. They'll be back on the ice. I'm sure they're in meeting rooms today right now going through it. It's just when they do get too scattered, they try to make too far of a pass. Instead of a, a little five-yard hitch, everything's the bomb. It doesn't work that way. T take me through. the. I mean, everyone's vomiting the one and nine all-time in game threes after taking a two-goal lead in the best of seven series, which is fairly staggering. Does, but does that say more about this team or is it an example of human nature if you're up to, or, or is it the, the arduous task of the NHL playoffs? What does that speak to, Joe B? Chad, I wouldn't say this last night was an overconfidence thing because the Caps were in a good position up two games to none, but I could have easily made the case that that was a split for Carolina in the first two games. Carolina played extremely well in D.C. The Caps came out on top twice using some very good skill, especially in the opening period of game one and a lot of wherewithal and, and, and experience in game two to get it over the finish line in overtime. There was no way the Caps came into that game last night overconfident. There should not have been any way, if that's the case, because they weren't that great. They were up two games to none, but they weren't really awesome. 
Uh, I thought I know they still have their best game to play. Obviously, they didn't put anything forward last night that was close to it. So they'll be even better. They have to be even better in game four. They have to anticipate it. Carolina will do just that, trying to hold serve and make this a short best of three series. But to me, overconfidence, no, no, not even close. I just think they were out of sorts after the first five minutes. And Locker and I said this with Alan May during the game uh, last night. I thought the first five minutes, the, especially the top line, the Ovechkin-Backstrom-Wilson line, I thought they looked great. I thought they were going to get Washington on the board first. You know, that's been so key in this series. It's a young series, only three games. But, you know, the, the Caps hadn't trailed prior to that first goal last night. I thought for sure they were getting the first goal last night. They looked really good. After that, it was it was over and out. was. Uh, Joe Beninati is my guest on Chad Dukes versus the World. Joe B, P, X, P. Um, all right, so there is a lot going on here. The, the fight is kind of obfuscating everything that's taking place. Um, moving forward, you, the goalie had a nice game. Uh, they rallied around an injured player. Uh, they fed off of their crowd. All that's good stuff. Michael Kepney, clearly you're missing him out there. But it's still the Capital Series to lose, and I still feel like they have a very good shot to go out there and respond. This is a proud team. This is a championship team. And I don't think you can characterize 5 nothing as anything but an, embarrass, uh, an embarrassment, Joe. I would have to – they're going to be properly motivated regardless, but don't you think this is the type of team, knowing these guys the way that you do, that want to go out there and put a statement on this thing? It is their way of kind of responding to all of this that took place? Without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And it'll start with, um, it'll start with the, the captains, you know, 8, 19, 44, all that leadership group. Uh, that follows behind Holtby, Carlson, all those guys who are who are thought of as the the quality leaders that they have been. They'll all get together in these two two days and make sure that everybody's of the right mindset. I mean, think about it for for them. This is an easy game to bounce back from because you'll just sit there and go, guys, we were we were dreadful. That that's not the Stanley Cup champion Caps. They will show you that they're better than that. Now, if that's enough for Carolina, if it's not enough, you know, you tip your cap to them. But uh, I think. Washington is favored in this series for good reason. Uh, I thought this series would go six. I'm not changing my opinion. Uh, if I'm a Caps fan, would I love to see it go less than six? Of course. And we'll take care of business on Thursday then. Um, I, I just the, – the fight thing is, is something that obviously is so – draws so much attention because it was so one-sided. And what's the alternative? The alternative was what? Ovechkin challenged him and shouldn't have. I, I guess you know the, the the case is it's he said he said right. Alex is saying that he asked me to fight. Well, that's silly if he did, and he paid the price. What's the alternative? Alex motivated the fight, said he was going to fight, and then and then took advantage of a of an unwilling fighter. I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure about that. And I I am telling you that this is a player who has, mm, I think. Braden Holpe used the word, takes the occasional cheap shot from time to time. NHL players have long memories. And even though Svechnikov's only be doing it for one season, he, he, had to, he had to know that if you were going to put your hand in that lion cage, uh, you may get a bit. You may indeed. And I, uh, I still think this is their series, and I think this is you know interesting to talk about now, but moving forward, I just hope that I, I don't I don't want the focus of the fight to take away from I, I just don't like then now we're having the should there be fighting in hockey? Is this part of it? And 
that doesn't do anyone. It's great for sports talk radio. It doesn't do anyone any good that's affiliated with the team or surrounding the team. So I can't wait for that to dissipate quick enough, Joe. Yeah, you you brought up something else that's much more important. And I don't know where we are with respect to time, but the, the Kempney loss is something that we keep talking about yeah. and we haven't talked about enough. Uh, with respect to how Washington's going to need to to alter its defense core, and there are definitely some big decisions to be made there. Um, it's not obviously wasn't working last night nearly as well as Christian Juice and the Caps would like it. So there needs to be some decisions made there. Uh, and and the loss of Michael, the skater that he is, he's a bigger body than Nick Jensen. Uh, it, it's very very important. The Caps are going to be challenged here, and they need to figure out something to make that back six, those couplets on the back six, more solid. Well said. Joe BPXP, follow him on tweeters, and, of course, we will check in with him throughout the course of this series. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate the, the context and the information. You got it, Chad. Have a great day. Yep, great segment from Joe Beninati, as it always is. Hope he has a great day as well.